Uh, Good morning, church. Uh, Reading today from John chapter 14, verses 15 down to verse 27. This is Jesus speaking. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realise that I am in my Father, And you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all these things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Thanks, Simone. Good morning, everybody. It's uh, good to be here on a January Sunday morning. I want to take you back to a time when I was maybe 10 years old, third grade, maybe a little younger. And I remember it was summertime, a lot like this. And one of the things you do when you grow up in this, you know, as kids, you'll go and have your family friends. And we, I remember going out to dinner and having pizza at least that's what the kids had, uh, at a family's friend uh, house. And after dinner, the adults probably kicked us out, you know, um, had a glass of wine, and we went off playing. And I remember with my friends, we went off playing. uh, Just outside the backyard area, there was a BMX track. And I remember playing and running along, and I remember running, and then I remember slipping over and landing and going, oh, that hurt. That was a bit painful. And uh, just feeling a bit weird. But anyway, getting up. Look, but then, as I start to get up, I'm having trouble. And I look down at my arm. And my arm has an extra elbow that looks like this. I look down and I've broken my arm. And I just remember, it took like a couple of seconds to register. And I'm looking at it going, my arm's broken, my arm's broken. <laughs> and then my mate Matt comes along. Your arm's broken. 
and the turmoil and the anguish and then the pain starts to kick in and uh, Matt goes, I'm gonna run, I'll get the parents, just wait here and I'm just waiting here and I'm sitting in the dirt by myself, staring at my arm, my friends run off to get, and I'm like, I'm not gonna wait any longer and I get myself up and I start walking, to, that gets a bit hard. I was in great turmoil, great pain, but I remember through that, my dad rushing out like I've never seen before. And I remember my dad picking me up in his arms, picking me up and rushing, and we rushed back, we went to the hospital, driving fast through the, through the traffic. But I'll never forget that awful pain and anguish, but the sweet relief of my dad taking me in his arms. Even though I had to go to hospital and go through all those painful things, that relief that knowing my dad was there for me. And we're thinking this morning about that last verse about peace, that peace that sometimes that we have those times in our life where that peace gets broken. So as we pray, we're gonna look at this verse, we're gonna focus on that last verse. Would you pray with me as we look at God's word? Heavenly Father, as we look at your word this morning, we ask that Jesus' words about peace would speak to us this morning. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if you've ever had a moment like that where things are going good and then all of a sudden things change and you feel your stomach just drop. Sometimes uh, it's less dramatic. I know at Christmas time I got a bonbon, you know, a little bonbon, you pull a bonbon and it had a little jigsaw puzzle. Does anyone do jigsaw puzzles? Yeah, summertime's a good time to do jigsaw puzzles. Have you ever, this is what happened to me, I did this whole jigsaw puzzle and I got to the end and there was a piece missing. And this was only a small one, but I know this happens, you know, you do this 1,000 piece jigsaw puzzle, there's a piece missing. And it's so unfair because you think it's all, it's all good and then with that one piece missing, there's a, you feel incomplete, don't you? There's nothing you can do to fill that piece. Maybe this plays out for you. I know, I personally, I love to go fishing. You know what the worst part of going fishing is? It's not when you catch a fish. It's not even when you don't catch a fish. It's when you hook a big, wonderful fish and you pull it in and it's coming and you've got it and then you're about to get, pull it off and then it drops and you've lost it. It's the worst feeling because you know you were so close. There's a feeling of incomplete and there's nothing you can do about it. And you go home that night and say, why? Why? And you play it through your mind. You don't have peace. Maybe it's something a bit more consequential. Uh, last year, I remember, do you remember we had these big hailstorms and my car was outside. I remember we got sheets and blankets and we covered up my car. It was you know, and, I, and it was a new car, by the way. So um, I've got a loan. I'm paying off this loan. You know, it's, you get this, it's still got the new car smell. And I'm driving the next morning going, thank God, thank you, God, that I didn't have hailstone damage on my new car. Praise God. And I was on my way to a meeting, meeting someone at Fig Tree Grove. And I pull into the, to the driveway. And as I pull into the parking spot, the guy next to me opens his door. <coughs> have you had this happen? You're perfect, and you just go away going, oh. And you just don't have peace. My, my new car's just been wrecked, and I just don't have peace about it. 
These are, these are inconsequential at one level. I did fix my arm, as you can see. You know, I did end up fixing my car. I still miss the fish, but that's all right. But have you ever felt this, this feeling of incompleteness? This feeling of things that are just not how they are. They're sort of insignificant, but there is other things we go through, isn't there? You know, maybe it's, for me, it, what really gets my, what really plays on me is if I'm out of relationship with someone. The older I get, I realize that there's sometimes you can't always stay in relationship the way you want it to be. And it's the hardest thing when you're out of relationship with someone. It drives me, it just, it just tears me up if I'm not in right relationship with someone. And there's a the lack of peace about it. And sometimes you just can't do anything about it. But it breaks it up. I also, you know, there's things that we look back in our lives. I know I look back at the stupid things I've done, and I'm sure I'm the only one who's done stupid things. And you look back at those times in your life and you just go, why? And it makes me sad and it makes me depressed and there's regret. And you just have this niggling in the guts feeling. You don't have peace. What about you? Are there things in your life that cause you anguish, cause you turmoil, and they're just there? Maybe it's physical pain or sickness, you know, and you know that you're struggling and your body just isn't working the way it should, and you're struggling like, I just, I want this to be right. It's just not complete. It's not whole like I wish it was. At the moment, you know, we can't travel. I haven't seen my family for a year. Uh, they live in Victoria. And it's just not right. And I just, you, you don't have that peace until you can see it. You know, there's been a season where we've lost people that are close to us. We grieve for people. We lack that peace, that wholeness of not having that person around anymore. We're stuck at home, not going, being able to go out because of the pandemic. We're worried about money. We're worried about kids. We just don't have peace when our kids are hanging out with those other people. We're still upset about what Uncle Bob said at Christmas time over the Christmas table. We just don't have peace. We struggle with our own mental health, depression. Some of us, you know, if you're a single person and you're just struggling with loneliness, you just have this sense of unwholeness. You don't have peace. You're worried. You're living in an abusive situation. You're constantly worried about what's it going to be like when I go home tonight? Will I be okay? I just don't have peace. There's guilt over sin that you know, that just gives you no peace. You're feeling regret over sleeping with that person. Someone wrote something about you on social media, or you're feeling just betrayed. And there's that part of you that just says, I don't have peace and I want peace and I just don't have peace and this thing niggles at me completely. You know, this is a preacher's choice uh, sermon and the, I wanted to talk on peace this morning because I've been thinking about it for the last six months. Man, where is peace? That's been something that I've been thinking about. There are things missing from our life that just make us incomplete. No matter what we do, sometimes we just can't fix it. We can't change it. We can't take it back to how it was or how we think it's meant to be. And sometimes we struggle with peace and we become desperate for relief. And so this morning, I wanted just to show us one verse. 
There's lots of verses we could have chosen this morning, but this one verse at the end of the passage that was read for us, John 14, 27, this is good news. If you're like me and you've been wondering, I need peace in this, take heart this morning. These are good words from Jesus to bring us. Listen to this. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus had peace. When you read the Gospels, you see the crazy amount of things that Jesus goes through, the things he does. Uh, He goes through trials. He's persecuted by Jews. He's, uh, He's persecuted by the Pharisees. He's harassed by people wanting him to be the person they want him to be, to do the things they want him to be. We see the grief that he goes through as his good friend John is killed. And yet throughout that, we see Jesus rely on God's peace. Even later on uh, from the passage we read, Jesus goes to the garden where he's pleading with God, God, I don't know if I want to go to the cross. But he has the peace from God to go forward. Jesus gets his peace from spending time with the Father. He's often sneaking off for time with God, seeking God's presence to know his peace. And it's that peace that doesn't stop, doesn't stop Jesus from doing what he needs to do, but it's that peace that he has that gets him through. And Jesus saying, the peace that I have, the peace that I have from being in God's presence, I give you that peace. He's saying to the disciples, I give that peace. That peace comes from me. That's a gift. I give you that peace. It comes from Jesus. Jesus wants his disciples to have peace. Jesus wants you to have peace. The word here uh, comes from the word shalom. Uh, from that, the Greek word there comes from the idea of shalom. And shalom is this idea of that there's something missing. There's something incomplete, something unwhole, being made whole again. Jesus being shalom brings peace into that situation, brings completeness, wholeness permanently. This is the peace he wants to have, wants to bring. And it comes from being in Jesus' presence. Jesus' presence gives us peace to fill up what's missing. The thing is, see, Jesus knows that if we don't have his peace, we're going to get stuck in a place of no peace, and it's going to rule us. It's going to dominate us. And it's going to shut us down and be dominated by our worries. Being in Jesus' presence means that we will have peace to face any trial that we go through. And it feels good, it's an underlying confidence. You might be thinking, well, Langdon, that's all nice and airy-fairy. There is a deep underlying confidence and hope in God's promises that stop us from getting overwhelmed, that God will take care. Look at what else he says. Jesus says, peace I live with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. What's he saying? Jesus' idea of peace is much different to what the world says peace is. The world's peace might give you a hope for something better, but it's not based on fact. It remains just hope. 
I don't know what you think maybe the world's peace might look like. I'll give you one example. I'm just sneaking away. Maybe for you, maybe for the world, if you've got a couple of these in the cupboard, you feel at peace. I confess that came from my cupboard. I don't know what it says about me. Maybe you feel at peace. You've got a bit of toilet paper there. You've got that security of knowing no matter what happens, I've got, I've got toilet paper or money or whatever that security is. Maybe the world's idea of peace is what I read at the coal bar efficient ship shop on the window. They had it stuck up there. They said, it said there was a little sign that said, to bring peace to the earth, strive to make your own life peaceful. Is that going to do it? Is that what brings peace? Is peace just agreeing with everybody so you don't cause a stir? You know, I'm going to keep the peace. I'm just going to say, yep, I agree with you, even though I think that's crazy. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to keep that peace. Is peace a hope in other people's hope? If I go to the doctor and he says, Langdon, you've got, you know, 50-50 chance of, of recovery. I'm not really sure, but 50-50, I, I, I have a hope that you'll get there. Is that something that I can rely on? Not based on fact? Is that the world's idea of peace? Or is the world's idea of peace putting your trust in a leader, uh, a messiah figure, someone if, who we know if they're in charge, they take care of it, everything's gonna be good. I can't think of any examples of that, maybe you can, but do we put our trust in a leader, in another person? I know I'm not perfect, because I know I've looked for, for peace in other things. You know, Sometimes it's getting that new toy, or the, if I just have that, I'll feel better. Sometimes it's peace through distraction. Just watch Netflix or, you know what, I should study, but uh, I'm just going to you know, clean my house first. My house gets very clean when I have to study. It's really interesting. Um, or it's procrastination. Or I haven't got peace in one area, so I totally am going to work hard at every other area. Do you do that? Do you seek peace in places where there is no peace? What we're doing is we're covering over the cracks with electrical tape, aren't we? Jesus offers peace, not like the world gives. And it's an encouragement that we don't accept substitutes. Jesus' peace is based on God's promises. Peace I live with you, my peace I give you. And the only one who doesn't break promises is God. Jesus' peace is not based on what we'd like to happen or hope to happen. It's based on God's promises of what will happen. And Jesus' peace is all permeating, it all encompassing, and it remains with us no matter what. And Jesus' peace doesn't depend on our circumstances. It doesn't depend on if we're going through good things or, or tough things or right things. Look at this last little uh, bit from that verse. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Sometimes things go really good. Maybe you're in a space at the moment. Hol- you know, you're on holidays, whatever. Things are good. I'm at peace. You know, I have Jesus' peace. I know it because everything's going well. But as soon as things hit the fan, oh, you know, I don't have Jesus' peace anymore. Jesus wants you to know that his peace is for all circumstances. And it doesn't mean... Don't hear me say this morning, you're gonna have Jesus' peace and nothing bad's gonna happen. In fact, when you follow Jesus, you're a disciple of Jesus, I actually would put it to you that life is harder. More stuff happens as you follow Jesus. He leads us into the tough, tough places sometimes. 
but he gives us his peace. When we have times of trouble, when we have that agitation, that turmoil that we just can't stop, Jesus gives us his peace. When we have things we've got to face up to, and they're tough, and we're afraid, take heart this morning, Jesus gives us his peace. And you know what his peace does? It guards our hearts and our minds. You know, one of the the famous verses on peace that I know many of you know, it's from Philippians where uh, Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving to God, present your request to God. As you hand over your your, your request to God, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. This is what Jesus is talking about when he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus' peace is a guard. Uh, we, if you have watched the news, you've seen what's been happening in the US. Uh, a week ago, uh, when the, everyone came together to vote for the, elect, to, for the uh, reading out of the electoral roll, there was a mob outside. And as inside the Capitol building, when the representatives were doing their work, they had to stop, didn't they? Because the mob came in. They couldn't continue because they got overwhelmed. What happened? Eventually, uh, the guards, the police, every, the security came, cleared everyone out, made everything secure, and set up a guard so that those representatives could continue doing their work. Jesus' peace for us is, is like a guard. There's stuff still happening on the outside. It doesn't you know, stop that. But Jesus' peace guards our hearts and our minds from being overwhelmed, from being discouraged, from being shut down. Jesus' presence in our life gives us security to face any trial that comes your way with composure and confidence and prevent you from falling for cheap substitutes for peace. And I'm so thankful this morning for Rhonda uh, being able to share. We shot that um, before Christmas. But for her to say, you know what, I'm going through all these things and I've still got a journey to face and there's pain involved, but I have Jesus' peace and I have Jesus' confidence to get through. You know that doesn't come, Rhonda is awesome. Do you know that doesn't come from Rhonda? That comes from God within. Jesus' peace gives us the ability to go forward in what we face. So when Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives, do not let your hearts be troubled, do not be afraid, we've got to ask the question, is that for us today? As you're thinking about these verses today, is that for me? Dave, is that for you? Shane, is that, is that for you? Look at the context. Jesus said this, 2,000 years ago, this is the night before Jesus was betrayed. He's in the upper room. He's with the disciples. He's just called out Judas. Judas has now left to go and betray Jesus. The disciples are in turmoil. Uh, the the, the uh, things are heightened in the city. Jesus had a big entrance. Uh, there's lots of pressure around. They know there's pressure from the Pharisees and others against him. And for the disciples, Jesus now has just told them, we saw this in the passage, I'm leaving you. I'm going to leave. you imagine how the disciples felt? You know, we've been following this Jesus. Now he's going to leave? What's going on? Is he really going to do this? But Jesus brings them his comfort. And he says, my peace, I'm going to leave with you. My peace, 
I give you. And we also saw in the passage that not only does Jesus leave his peace, he leaves him his Holy Spirit. And if you're a follower of Jesus, one of the great amazing gifts that Jesus gives is his Holy Spirit. And what's one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit according to Galatians? Peace. So if you're a disciple of Jesus, you're someone who is in relationship with Jesus, Jesus gives you his peace, a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And that means if we have that peace, we have to constantly let go of the substitutions and have the peace that Jesus offers us. Let go of those substitutions and have the peace that comes from being in Jesus' presence. When I broke my arm, but my dad picked me up, I had great peace. I still had a road to go to get healed, but a relief that my father was there to pick me up and give me the peace to get through. When we go through what it is, all the, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that we go through that breaks our heart, our father is there. Jesus' presence with us gives us the peace to face whatever trial. So this morning, if you're watching at home, if you're here in the building, and you just don't have peace this morning, if you're in physical pain, your body's not functioning, let me remind us this morning, Jesus gives us peace. If you're not able to do the things you wanna do and you're frustrated and you're not, you feel incomplete about it, you're missing that person, Jesus gives you peace. If there's someone that you're missing, you're grieving, it's, it sucks, it's hard but Jesus will give you peace. If the world's going crazy around you, you're worried about it, let Jesus give you peace. If you are worried about your grandchildren, if you're worried about what was said at the Christmas dinner table, Jesus will give you peace. If you're single and you're lonely, Jesus will give you peace. If you've struggled with your mental health, depression, Jesus has peace. If there's relationships and they're broken, and it doesn't matter what you, you're just doing everything you can, you can't fix it, Jesus will give you peace. If you've got that regret from sleeping with someone, got that regret from sin, whatever it is, Jesus wants to give you peace. If you've got feeling betrayed, you're feeling like you've been judged and everyone thinks wrongly of you and you just, ah, Jesus will give you peace. If you are worried about where you're going to spend eternity, Jesus can give you peace, will give you peace about that through his death on the cross. You can have peace. It may not change the situation, but it's going to strengthen you to throw away the cheap substitutes and face the trials that he's got. So here's my encouragement this morning. Two things. Seek God's peace. Firstly, cultivate it. Jesus' peace comes from a relationship with Jesus. Be cultivating your relationship with Jesus. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Make that the first thing. When you love God first, you will know that peace that comes from the fruit of the Spirit. But we also, as well as that, seek peace. When there's something that hits you up this week, don't go, I'm gonna reach for that other thing. Seek God's peace. Say, God, God, I'm struggling with this. Would you give me the peace that you promised in your scripture to give? Seek it. We need to depend on Jesus for our peace. But also, we need to do that as a community. 
Because here at Fig Tree, we want to make a difference in the community. We want to make a difference in the world. And if we as a community have a false peace between us, if there's tensions that aren't dealt with, you know, it's like covering over with electrical tape or whatever, that's just covering the cracks. Let us use Jesus' peace to confront the tensions. Is there someone in your life that you need to get in touch with, give a call this week, work through whatever that is, humble ourselves? Jesus offers his peace to do that. Is there someone that needs comfort, needs encouragement? I know that when I'm feeling smashed, I know that when I uh, am not uh, seeking Jesus' peace, I don't have the strength to go and help others. Is there someone that you can be in a space with but you know that I'm not feeling God's peace for that. Seek Jesus' peace so that you can have the strength to walk with others. That's what we can do as a community. Walk through trials with each other. Be open about it. Use Jesus' peace to do that. And the other thing that I want to encourage us to do is that we have something to offer our community because in our community, everyone's seeking peace of some sort. But we know that worldly peace doesn't cover it. It's only the peace of Jesus that gives us the full confidence, the promise of Jesus of peace that can really uh, take care. And we have, that to other pe- we have that to offer to other people. So I want to encourage us, share the gospel of Jesus. Because by doing that, you're going to bring the peace that only Jesus can bring to others. May you be encouraged this morning to seek peace, seek it from only God who can give it to us. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for these wonderful promises of peace from Jesus. We thank you, God, that Jesus, you offer us peace. So, Father, as we share this morning, is there that thing in our heart that churns our guts, that thing that we just don't have peace with you? Father, we recognize this morning you want to have peace with us. We recognize this morning, Lord, that we want to put our trust in you for that peace. And we rejoice for the peace that you graciously give us. Father, I pray for peace for everyone in this room, for everyone watching this morning, peace that guards our hearts, the peace that comes from you, Lord, that our hearts would not be troubled, that we would not be afraid, they would have your peace, Lord, to face whatever the trials, whatever it is we have before us. We pray for peace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.